Hello, everybody. My name is Angie, and I'm here to bring you the stories of things you wouldn't want to experience even in your worst nightmares. Now, the following podcast contains explicit language and content which may be offensive to some listeners and or inappropriate for children. The following is intended for mature audiences only. How is everyone doing today? Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you again, and I can't express how how thankful I truly am for the listeners that I have out there. Um, you guys are really the ones that are pushing me to continue researching and reading and sharing and sharing things on my TikTok. Um, I have an Instagram for the podcast. If you'd like to follow it, it's Nightly Nightmares. Same thing as on TikTok, the Nightly Nightmares podcast. So that way you can watch little snippets and stuff and see actual pictures to the stories that I'm sharing. Um, without you guys, I really wouldn't have the confidence, the means, the drive to want to continue doing this. I've received so much positive feedback. And again, I will, I'm open to constructive feedback as well. So if you wanted to send me an email with suggestions or even like tips and ways that I can make this podcast even better. I am uh, messing around with the audio. I'm trying to get better equipment. My microphone is not the greatest right now, um, but you can email me at the nightly nightmares with an S podcast at gmail.com to send in those suggestions. I truly appreciate it. Um, let me just say I've been doing great. <laughs> Uh, I have been going to the movies quite a bit, um, recently just trying to decompress and I've been watching a lot of great like things. So I watched like Barbie, Barbie's a great movie. Um, what is it? The Haunted Mansion was a great one to watch. I definitely suggest that one for kids. I didn't know what to expect with that one, but it's, it's very comedic in my opinion. So I liked it. And then I watched, um, God, I forgot the name of it. I was about to say, Jesus Christ. What is it? Talk to me. There we go. And that one was supposed to be a scary movie. It wasn't really so scary as I thought it was more like gruesome. During the trailers, though, I scared the hell out of my friend because um, the trailer for The Nun 2 was on. And I actually ended up screaming because it scared me. And I ended up scaring my friend because I was screaming. <laughs> and it was just like a, a chaotic moment. But that's how you know like the movie is going to be good. And uh, I can't wait for that one to come out because I think that one's coming out next month on the 8th. Um, I will say like the only thing that was like really scary about like Talk to Me was probably there was a moment where there was a, a ghost in the corner of the room on screen. And... It there was like a disorientated singing and it was coming from like the left side of the theater. And I actually turned my head to the left because I thought somebody in my row was singing, like just started singing in the middle of the movie. And I turned and look at the screen and it's actually like the ghost that's coming out of the corner that that's singing or doing like this weird humming or whatever. And that actually scared the shit out of me because it made my heart like drop into my stomach because of the way that it felt like it was right next to me, but other than that, I really don't think it was it was that much of a scary movie. Um, it's, you know, it's spooky season is starting up, so not only will I be sharing stories of true crime, I will be dipping into the paranormal realm, 
which is probably one of my favorite areas to be lingering in. So stick with me and I promise things will get things will get better. Things will get a little bit more spooky. Um, I appreciate all of you for sticking through with us with me. And so at, that brings me to today's episode where we are going to be talking about the Alaska Bermuda Triangle. You heard that correctly. Or it's just known as the Alaska Triangle. So it's supposed to be um, a triangular area just like the Bermuda Triangle where there is just a ton of weird things going on. So if you don't know, now you know, Alaska is one of the largest states or is the largest state in the United States. It's not Texas. We're way bigger than Texas. We host 17 of the U.S. largest peaks, um, over half the nation's federally designated wilderness, and an estimated 100,000 glaciers. It's also home to a stretch of wilderness and approximately 16 to 20,000 people have gone missing in this area. In Alaska, people go missing at a rate twice the national average, and hundreds of searches are conducted to find the individuals, but it often leads to no avail. While the explanation to this isn't as sinister as some people believe it to be, it still is a shuddering statistic. It's about 4 in 1,000 people that will go missing in this area, and that's that's quite a bit. Um... One theory for this is due to the terrain, which makes sense, that exists in Alaska, combined with unpredictable weather patterns, which can lead to disorientation and the loss of sense of direction. Now, your girl, when she goes hiking, has to use all trails. Like, I will never leave the house on a hiking trip without using all trails, and I'll have it downloaded um, without cellular, so that way I can follow the compass to know exactly where I'm going. Because I swear to you, like, you'll be turning in one direction, and all of a sudden, you have no idea where you just came from. And there's, like, certain places, such as, like, I did um, Symphony Lakes last year. Beautiful hike. It's a 10-mile hike. Round trip. So it's five miles there, five miles back. And there were parts of the trail where you truly did not know which way you were going in. And if it wasn't for people making arrows out of piles of rocks for you to know which way you were going, because even in the map, the map on my phone wasn't making any sense, uh, we probably would have never made it to the end. So um, with an area as vast as the Alaska Bermuda Triangle, let me just say, so the, the tip, one of the tips starts in Anchorage, which is, I live right outside of Anchorage. <laughs> And um, it goes down to Juneau, which is the capital of the state, and it goes up to Ukiavik, Alaska, which is right near Barrow. Um, that creates the triangle, triangular area uh, that I am referring to. So, with a like I said, with an area as vast as this, it's not necessarily deemed safe to those who are inexperienced. Even for those who are, it's still considered a challenge that's both mental and physical. And for this reason, the area is fairly unsafe for those who have little to no survival skills and to those who are lost are usually not often found. So if you are new to hiking to Alaska or you're just, you really want to go on a hiking trip, I really implore you to be as safe as possible because people truly go missing at an alarming rate. And it's not uncommon for us to find in the news that so-and-so has gone missing on a hiking trip, on a short trip, on a short backpacking trip. And there are sometimes 
their bodies are discovered later or bodies have been discovered of people who have just gone missing a while ago, um, such as like on the coastal trail, that's an anchorage. Um, but you know, bodies will turn up randomly around in Alaska in the wilderness, but that can be attributed to also, um, you know, killers such as referencing in, in my previous episode, like the butcher baker where he would murder women and then literally put them in random spots around Alaska to hide their bodies. Now, the Alaska Triangle has been surmised to be home to everything short of Bigfoot, but it's also home to some pretty menacing animals that already have been proven to exist, such as a bear. You definitely don't want to, don't want to mess with those. The grizzly bear, for example, is a formidable opponent, especially if one happens to run into a mother with her sows. Therefore, it's not necessary for the monsters inside one one's head that the hikers need to be worried about. It's actually the ones that like truly exist on these trails. So like bear spray, bring the the bells with you to try to ward off uh, bears, make sure that you have a gun on you for protection, um, if at all possible. Because if an animal gets you, uh, we're probably not going to retrieve you, be able to retrieve you. So there's Mother Nature to be to be scared of. And then speaking of barefoot, we're going to get into a little weird tangent. It has been said that Sasquatch might actually be living in Alaska. But at this point, I'm just starting to think that maybe it's just Sasquatch's cousin or Sasquatch's twin sister. Because Sasquatch just seems to be all over the, the northern uh, American <laughs> continent, basically. So that's just one rumor. Um, apparently, but regardless of whatever seems to be stomping around Alaska's most inhospitable landscapes, one thing is for sure, nobody would want to be stuck in this region alone. Now, another thing about the Alaska Triangle is that it's home to its very own electromagnetic variations, which are known to be, um, called vortexes. These can affect literally the, the world and signals and stuff. So one example of a vortex would be in the well-known Bermuda Triangle. But a more common example would be in the North and South Poles. These types of magnetic energy centers are believed to have um, effects on human beings, which can include anything from confusion to emotional changes. Despite everything that I've told you so far, this does not stop people from coming to visit Alaska. And somebody that works... And retail, I truly appreciate the tourists. Keep on coming. But I just just be careful when you come here. Um, it doesn't do anything to the level of tourism hearing some of these stories that you're about to hear. If anything, it seems more that people who are visiting Alaska just have this natural sense of curiosity in the phenomenon that's surrounding the wildlife and all of these untamed locations. Now, with all of this amazing information that I've just given you, something that's particular to this Alaskan Triangle is the fact that more than 2,000 planes have disappeared in the last 20 years. So there is a really great documentary on Discovery Plus that's called The Alaska Triangle. And there's a couple episodes in there. I haven't watched it all. But some of the information that I've gotten is that we're going to talk about like the missing Douglas. So the missing Douglas was a military aircraft that came out of Joint Base Almendorf Richardson. Um, I believe it was back in 1950. So the aircraft um, contained 44 personnel. And so uh, 
according to like the first episode, if you watch it, so Joint Base Almondorf Richardson is also known as J-Bear by those of us that live up here. Um, it was built to protect the North. Um, the military was concerned about the Soviet Union, and they thought at first that it had something to do with the disappearance of the Douglas. Um, the only thing that about the Douglas is that when this plane took off, it was headed towards the lower, lower 48. I believe it was heading to Minnesota. I'm, I didn't put this in my notes, but I feel very strongly that it, it was going to a state that started with the letter M. Um, but this still meant, though, that the airplane itself was flying in the opposite direction of where the Soviet Union was located. Um, did I say Minnesota? <laughs> it's actually Montana. <laughs> I don't know why I felt so confident, but I did write it in my notes. So it was heading towards Great Falls, Montana. Um, after two hours of it being in flight, it lost uh, communications back, you know, to its home base. And it kind of just disappeared. As in, kind of just disappeared, uh, an entire aircraft with 44 people on it was unable to be found. So, search parties obviously went after this aircraft to go look for it, and nothing was found. There was no bodies, there was no debris, there was nothing of this aircraft that could be located. And an extensive search definitely went on to go look for this aircraft. Now, according to... I can't remember if it was the documentary that I was watching or if it was something else that I was listening to about this. Um, a small aircraft did go out in the same direction and the same flight pattern as the military aircraft. And it, it too also crashed in the same area where the military aircraft is kind of like up and vanished. And they were able to retrieve pieces of this airplane that did crash, this tiny aircraft that crashed. But they could not find the other aircraft that belonged to the military nor any remnants of it. And that, to me, is a little a little bit spooky. Now, the next disappearance of an airplane would have to be with House Majority Leader Hale Boggs um, and Mark Begich um, of Alaska. These two individuals, plus a couple more people, definitely shed a light on the Alaska Triangle. Um, the plane itself lost contact amidst a storm somewhere between Anchorage and Juneau. And this plane, too, also disappeared with no wreckage. So the ensuing effort to find the wreckage or any survivors was probably one of the largest in history at that point in time. Unfortunately, after 39 days with no traces of the passengers of the plane, the investigation was ended. This prompted Washington, D.C. to create legislature, if I can speak correctly, legislature, that required um, aircrafts to have emergency tracking um, equipment, best, uh, best way for me to put it. So that way, if something were to happen, then it would be easier um, to be able to locate them. So, But there's also been also stranger things happening, too. So not only planes are disappearing, there are planes that are reappearing. So in a report that was made in 1986 to the Federal Aviation Administration was about a Japanese cargo flight um, that kind of lays out the groundwork for extra, for an extraterrestrial theory. Um, <laughs> uh, at this point in time, um, because the government's confirmed that, you know, that there are aliens out there, I don't think this is so much a theory as to, like, it could be fact, but that's just my opinion. 
And please don't take my opinion as something serious. Um, I'm just saying, so allegedly, Japan Airlines flight 1628 encountered three unidentified aerial phenomena above the expanse. The pilot reported that, um, thought that the craft was military and he had paid them no mind. Moments later, he realized that the objects were keeping pace and moving erratically around his own jet. Over the next 50 miles, the strange aircraft shadow flight 1628's every single move while emitting bursts of blinding lights. The statement made by the crew was verified by civilian and military radar, and the FAA report went on to the garner to garner international um, attention. So another theory um, about the triangle is that, you know, with its being home to massive swirling energy vortexes, these uh, vortexes can create an effect on electrical stuff and, of, of course, on humans. So a clockwise spinning vortex creates, creates positive effects, while a counterclockwise spin promotes negative and bewilderment. Electric readings have been indeed found high, have found higher intensities of magnetic irregularities, irregularities in Alaska, and search teams have reported compass malfunctions up to 30 degrees off. Volunteers often recount experiencing mysterious symptoms while searching the area, including disorientation and audio hallucinations. So this brings me to the phenomenon of, it's not a phenomenon, I take that back, uh, the, the paranormal um, sightings that have been found in the Alaska Triangle. And a lot of this is tied in with folklore of the indigenous people of Alaska. So I'm going to talk to you about the Kushdaka. Um, I apologize profusely if I mispronounce this in any way. I am trying my best and off of the, the spelling that I could find to best pronounce it. Um, these are mythical shape-shifting creatures that are found in the folklore of the Tlingit people. And the Tlingit people are, are located uh, amongst the Pacific Northwest coast of North America. So physically, the Kushidaka are shaped creatures, are shaped shifter creatures capable of assuming a human form. And typically the form, most typically the form of an otter, but it does have the capability of turning into other forms. Um, in some accounts, the Kushidaka is able to assume the form of any species other than an otter. Um, and then in some stories, they can only take take form of an otter. So accounts of their behavior seem to conflict with one another. In some stories, the Kushidaka are, are cruel creatures who take delight in tricking poor Clinket sailors to their deaths. In others, they are friendly and helpful, and they tend to be the ones saving lost people um, from freezing to death. In many stories, the Kushidaka save a lost individual by distracting them with a, an otter-like illusion of their family and friends and transform their subject into a fellow Kushidaka, thus allowing them to live in the cold. Now, this can be uh, considered a mixed type of blessing because um, from what I'm reading, I don't believe they actually turn back into being humans. They just are turned into another Kushidaka. Um, in some of the legends, though, it's not always pleasant for sure because it's said that the Kushtaka are willing to imitate the cries of a baby 
or the screams of a woman to lure victims to the river. Once there, the kushtaka either kills the person and tears them to shreds, or will turn them into another kushtaka. Legends have it that they can be warded off through copper, urine, dogs, and in some stories, fire. Since the kushtaka mainly prey on small children, it has been thought by some that it was used by Clinket mothers to keep their children from wandering close to the ocean by themselves. It's also said that they tend to emit a high-pitched three-part whistle in the pattern of low, high, and low. So I did find some stories of some disappearances of people that most of them were never recovered. It could be alluded to the folklore of these people being drawn away and never to be found again. It could be the vortexes that are causing these people to go missing. There's just so many things that could have happened that just don't have an explanation for them. So the first person I want to talk about is Thomas Anthony Nuzzi. Um, Thomas was a nurse who traveled throughout the state and he didn't have a permanent address because he was a traveling nurse. So he had a tendency to stay in motels. Um, he was staying in Anchorage, but technically working in Bethel. And he was reported missing on June 19th of 2001 when he didn't show up to work. Investigators discovered gas station surveillance of Thomas that was captured the night before he had gone missing. Uh, Thomas was in the station purchasing cigarettes and snacks accompanied by a woman. When later, housekeepers at the motel said that they encountered a strange man and a woman in Thomas's room. Uh, Thomas's bicycle was found at his nearby storage unit and his Jeep was found 12 miles outside of Anchorage. Thomas, the woman, and the other man were never found. The story of the of the Kushtaka, I mean, it did say that they would appear as friends or family men- members and they would try to draw you out and lure you out. And I'm not saying that the stories are, you know, intertwined with, with one another. But if we are looking for some type of explanation, this, to me, would make a lot of sense. Um, it's just very odd that this man was never found. So we're also going to talk about Frank Minano. Frank Minano, who was 69 years old, was reporting missing from Nanana on August 17th, 2020. Nanana, located about 60 miles west of Fairbanks, is the heart of the Alaska Triangle. His family told authorities that they believe he became lost in the in the woods. But reporting from NBC 11 in Fairbanks described Nanano as a traditional educator and mentor on culture, hunting, substance living, and respecting the land. Authorities believe Manano took shelter in a nearby cabin the first night he went missing. But after more than a year, there's still no sign of Manano. Again, odd. Somebody who's well-experienced in living off the land and respecting the land and the culture goes missing without a trace in the heart of the Alaska Triangle. Okay, so then we have Shanna Oman. Shanna Oman was visiting a friend in Fairbanks on June 3rd, 2019. Uh, Police were called six days later when Oman's uh, roommate said that she had never returned home. Her destination was Eagle River. Hey, that's where I live. But her cell phone last pinged a tower on June 4th. A police dog and helicopter were used to search for the woman, but she was never found. 
Then we have Leonard. Wow, why did I say it like that? Leonard. 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 Wow. Wow. Leonard Lane was a 73-year-old World War II veteran who was enjoying the 4th of July parade in Fairbanks in 1995 when he vanished. He was noted to walk with a pronounced limp due to his war injuries, and police have no leads and no information in the way and what may have happened to him. Though he was declared legally dead in 1997, his case still remains unsolved. Then we have Jail Tiara Hamblin. The 20-year-old mom, she had gone out to dinner with her roommate on the night of October 11, 2014. The women returned home, but Jail decided to go out on her own with nobody, you know, nobody accompanying her. The next morning, her roommate found um, her bed unmade and her car still in the driveway. Her purse was found buried in the snow five months later, and Jail hasn't... She hasn't been seen since the night that she disappeared. That's insane. So what could be causing these mysterious disappearances? And, you know, with some of the things that I was talking about earlier, like I was alluding to you going hiking out in the Bermuda Triangle. Not the Bermuda Triangle, but, you know, the Alaska Triangle. And... You could potentially go missing and never be found. These are people that are just existing within this crazy vortex of spatial energy that we can't really explain. And they're doing everyday things. And then they're just up and vanishing without a trace. Nobody can find them. You can't ping them correctly on a tower. Or how do you get pinged on a tower? And you just disappear. And no ping exists after that. I mean, at least I do know now that you can use Find My iPhone even when the phone is dead. And that technology probably most likely did not exist um, for one of those disappearances. But these people are, are literally just disappearing within the triangle, which makes the triangle a little bit lot, a little bit lot <laughs> um, spookier, in my opinion, considering that, you know, this is. Uh, an area that I live in, you know, I mean, I, I live in Eagle River, but I am very big on letting people know where I go. I don't go out at night by myself. Um, I like to travel in pairs. Um, I tend to give people my iCloud information so they can figure out where I'm at or they can track me if I'm buying things online. Um, I let 5,000 people know exactly where I'm going, who I'm going to go see, and what their names are, or at least what they told me what it was. So that way, if something were to happen to me, um, they would have more of an inkling of, of where I've disappeared to. But folks, I'm going to be wrapping up this episode because this is the gist of the Alaska Triangle. Again, there's a lot of documentaries out there I definitely recommend the one on Discovery Plus I was able to also watch some snippets of some other shows um on YouTube they're they get a lot more in depth and a lot more detailed of course than I do this is a 30 minute or 20 to 30 minute long podcast and thank you for sticking this out with me so I'm going to be wrapping up this episode for sure
All right, guys, that's going to be it for me for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to email me your suggestions, your stories, your ideas, your thoughts. If you want to chat, if you got beef with something, please email me at the nightly nightmares podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on TikTok at the Nightly Nightmares Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the Nightly Nightmares Podcast. I'm open and willing to hear any suggestions, any of your stories. I definitely got a couple the other day that I'm going to be looking into. Some people have dropped some ideas on my Facebook and I'm kind of excited about it. I always like reading into new things. Um, Again, no word on the Israel Keys case. Uh, Big project that I'm working on. I thought this was going to be a lot bigger too. Not as big as I thought it was going to be, but I, I think you got the gist of it. So again, thank you. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good drive to work, wherever you're at. Love yous. Until next time. Bye.